open dispersal, dispersing, yeah, where your sense of presence of space, not uh, not a concentrated focus on try to create like a concentrated focus PowerPoint. I don't. I like it much better dispersed. It's more like a relaxed awareness, like they would talk about in Dokchen in Buddhism, Tibetan Buddhism, the Great Perfection, which is the Great Perfection is the condition. It's the non-conditioned, prior condition of all things. Yeah, it's the Great Perfection. Or as the Course of Miracles says, no matter what you do, meditation, service, you know, contemplation, this and that. It's, if it's worth its salt, and if the big M mind intends to, intends for it to use to get free, seemingly, it's all going to lead to one point, which is I need do nothing. That's the whole point. So why not start there and save yourself some time, and also a lot of bills, and you know, you may you may look better in a pair of tight fitting jeans instead of the loose yoga outfit. Who knows? You may attract the, your soulmate. <laughs> you don't know, this place is a crazy place. You think it would be? It's 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 got its own little ironies. So that's my little take on it. Because when I heard this news, it was a while ago in India, and I had heard it. But this time, I was reading this book by this man. Well, he never he didn't write much, but they people who were with him wrote about him. And I came upon this little chat, this little paragraph, which it says, you know, there's a presupposing of a non-existent thing that wants to get salvation for the non-existent thing. Now, if the practices, the quote-unquote spiritual practices themselves, are reinforcing the non-existent thing, how could they destroy it? That pulled my spiritual pants down, because... I got it. Yeah, I got exactly if my spiritual practices are reinforcing the non-existent thing, in other words, giving it more reality than it actually ever would, could possibly ever have. Yeah. If that's if there it's actually reinforcing it, how could those same practices destroy it? How could the practices that are that I believe are meant to take me out of something, how could they take me out of something if they're reinforcing the idea of being in something that I'm not? Yeah? That's the dilemma. That's the $500,000 question. That's the pause. That can interrupt the retreat. That can interrupt a ticket buying for India. That can interrupt, you know, whatever. It can interrupt a lot of stuff if you can just let, sit there and let that roll over you. Yeah? So, there's a presupposing of a non-existent thing that wants to get salvation for that non-existent thing. Now, just hit, hear that. All right? So, it would seem to be absurd. How could a non-existent thing get salvation for a non-existent thing? Or, and maybe it thinks it's going to get uh, uh, salvation for a non-existent thing from the non-existent thing it's recognizing. But it doesn't realize it's a non-existent thing that's recognizing the non-existent thing. It's sort of like the selfing recognizes the ego and says, I've got to get out of that ego. I've got to have that destroyed. This is what he's talking about. So, the presupposing of a non-existent thing wanting to get salvation for the non-existent thing can appear to be me trying to get out of something. 
yeah, through practices. Yeah, I'm trying to get my ego killed or vanquished or whatever it may be. Something, yeah. But see, because the non-existent thing is our starting point, another, another non-existent thing is being given existence, and now that existence demands vanquishing or killing or destroying or getting rid of. Yeah, but you don't see all the drive to kill that non-existent thing is reinforcing the other non-existent thing to the point where it seems to be existing as it's trying to vanquish the non-existent thing that's that's tackling it and to making its life suck and everything. But <laughs> there'll be tons of non-existent, non-existent things that we try to kill. But we'll never see that it's the non-existent thing that's trying to kill these other non-existent things. It's like Dracula will go on every vampire hunt. He will. He will sit all day at the cafe talking with Van Helsing how we're going to kill vampires and the importance of killing these fucking vampires when it's the biggest vampire. <laughs> <laughs> this was the little dilemma that he brought our attention to, this master. And then it, it, you can look at a lot of other stuff. My favorite is Huang Po, great Zen master from the old Chinese, not the Japanese Zen, Chinese Zen, called Chan back then, where he says, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. Well, obviously, I couldn't use the Buddha, because I'm seeking the Buddha. <laughs> <laughs> it would be insane for me to use the Buddha to seek the Buddha, but exactly that what may be happening is you are the Buddha, the nature of Buddha, yeah? You and that nature of Buddha is now being put to the task of seeking itself as other. How could that make any sense unless there's a little confusion where the seeming Buddha is? Maybe the Buddha is taking itself to be what? A non-existent thing. Yeah. And then and from here it makes sense if it's not happy as a non-existent thing, if things aren't going well as a non-existent thing, he it may be drawn to look for some conclusion or some solution to it. And there's great traditions where that their main premise, their whole their whole activity and occupation was to offer information about this. So yeah, I would start seeking the Buddha. But he says, if the Buddha is used to seek the Buddha, nothing's going to happen. And in a sense, all my practices, those a lot happened, nothing really happened. Paul just seemed to be thriving. Just like he thrived in the drug addiction world, he was doing quite well in the spiritual world. It seemed to be able to eat both pears, you know, spicy or not spicy. It didn't. It didn't. It was just gulping it down, getting a great reflection of itself in all of the activities, quote unquote, bad and good ones. Of course, it had a better self-esteem when it was doing bad ones, but it had a lot more fun when it was. I mean, good ones. It had a lot more fun when it was doing bad ones. <laughs> So, this is what we're running into, I'm humbly. I mean, I gave a lot of talks. Of course, I never gave a talk. But years and years and years and years and years. And let's say 
you don't approach this message, you back into it. So we would try to describe as much as you, we can what we're not and all the activities that imply there's someone there, which is all I call selfing. Yeah? And all the selfing, all the activities, and its movement, and its main modus operandi, which is the claim, that's what happens. Yeah? So selfing doesn't have something which is called a life, so it claims one. How does it claim the life? It claims it by, take, by saying it's the one that's conscious, it's the one that's seeing, it's the one that's feeling, it's the one that's tasting, it's the one that's doing is one of the big ones. It's the one that's thinking, it's the one, it's the one, it's the one. Yeah? So it claims to be prior to all these activities. But a lot of times it produces a sense of huge confusion because when it says it believes that it's the thinker, it can't understand why the why its thoughts are not listening to it. <laughs> the thoughts seem to be fucking like a herd of cats. They can't be herded. You know what I mean? They're keeping me up at four in the morning. And it's very confusing because there's an assumption of power being prior to something and owning it. You feel like you have some say if you're the owner or the doer of something, and when what's being, what's doing doesn't seem to listen to any of your edicts, yeah, that's very fucking confusing. Only because there's ignorance. You're ignoring something, yeah. There's an ignoring, and in that ignoring, it's just like when you sat one day, Tommy and I and this lady down in the desert, yeah, and we wanted to go to Idlewild, a town in the mountain outside of Joshua Tree. So we had a map, yes, and we're all sitting at the map. And we're going, well, here we are, which seemed to be right, and here's Idlewild, but it wasn't. We were pointing to somewhere else, and so everyone else is going, no, this looks like the shortest way, this looks like the shortest way, but it was all based on ignorance because they were pointing to the wrong Idlewild. It wasn't, that's where we were going. So it was very confusing, but that got in place. It was a mistake, and then a lot of, like, argument, not argument, but let's say debating and going on. It could have gone on for hours. If it was a really important thing, it could have gone on for centuries. All based on an ignoring of a thing. That's, we're not, that's not Idlewilds over here, and we're really close. <laughs> well, in this case, what we're looking for is what's looking. <laughs> Which, what would happen if that would hit you Without your deflect your deflector shield, if it would if it would get through the mass mental defenses and it hits you, it would stop you in your tracks. You would go, Jesus Christ. What's looking is what you're looking for. That seriously puts a damper on the you looking for. Because the whole idea is, I'm obviously looking for something that I'm not. It would be insane to look for something that I have. Yeah? So, if what's looking is what I'm looking for, gee whiz, that sort of just invalidates 40 years of what I think I've been doing. I don't think I want to really entertain this idea. I'm going to sign up for the next retreat. <laughs> because I've got a lot invested in this looking for. <laughs> and that's where the real rub is. Because just like here in, in our society, when something feels bad in you, 
if you were when you were a kid you would immediately want to seek help but now because of the idea of money over health people have to stop a natural inclination to take care of themselves because they can't afford it you know what I mean so this is sort of, in a weird way it's like this you've been the mental states being invested in being the you and it's very invested in what the you's been looking for and it doesn't want to hear that the, what the you's been looking for is the you <laughs> because what would happen it would invalidate 40 years of fucking storytelling you know what I mean oh look at all the wardrobe I have all the beads I've got all this I mean they were great collector's items but it would sort of invalidate all this drenched meaning that everything has been giving so basically a lot of people well no I can't be I'm not purified immediately there's a pledging allegiance to the non-existent thing which is the safe way to go because then you can keep on looking for what's looking but if you hear what's looking is what you're looking for not you and I are looking for what's looking oh that's great that's like the, the fucking 2365 day a year Easter hunts. yeah but no what's looking is what you're looking for it's a little switcheroo <laughs> I like I like all my conceptual ideas about what's looking and that's what I'm looking for like maybe I'll get a nice date at the retreat I'll look great everyone will recognize I'm glowing I'm fucking he's so spacious all like this I'll live for those little statements yeah so I mean there's a whole lot I'm looking for from the what's looking as a fucking goal but I don't want to hear what's looking is what I'm looking for because what happens that invalidates this whole way yeah it's a beautiful negation of this way yeah, of making what's looking into an object that you and I are looking for. Man, that's what keeps us going. That's like the spiritual carrot in front of the horse. Yeah? Because inevitably, this has never come to because what's lo- what we're looking for is what's looking. <laughs> so we're never going to, you know, but going this way, yeah. <laughs> Negation, yes. But this way, you can go on forever. <laughs> being the you being the you grafting qualities of what what it's looking for onto itself but always being the you the emphasis on the you that's looking for even if it's the most noble thing what looking for what's looking <laughs> you would still be the main emphasis again that's the selfie that's it but this way we flip a ruin yeah. Oh, what's looking is what you're looking for. What is that? See, the you looking for what's looking, man, it's like uh, when I was looking for drugs, I'd go pretty far. You know what I mean? Now, to me, on some mental levels, the greatest ca- mental candy is the conceptual idea of what's looking. Yeah? And that could keep you going for a long time, being the you that's looking for what's looking. Yeah? But this way, what's looking is what you're looking for. I goes, <laughs> that's your spiritual pants falling down. Because <laughs> now you're confronted with the thing your mental state did not want to be confronted with. 
It wanted to be confronted with all the obstacles and goals of getting to arriving at what's looking. But the thing is, all that is really to, is to keep away from the fear of actually being what's looking. Yeah. <laughs> because the mental state doesn't see any value in being what's looking. It finds value in arriving and getting what's looking, but not being what's looking. Because there's no thought of effort in being what's looking, and you have fucking nothing to do with it. It's beautiful. You know, it's so beautiful because it doesn't give you one half of a step for any traction to take off. It's sort of like this great story about a martial artist, which I've always loved. There's this great, uh, there's a king of this, em- em- uh, you know, like a, the emperor of China at one time, and he has all of he has all his, his men go out and look for the greatest martial artists in the land, and they're going to have this giant demonstration and he's, they're going to choose who's the greatest of them all. So all these people come and some of them have like 50 pound rings and they can jump and all this tons of fucking energies and powers and then this old dude comes out and he has a sparrow in his hand and he just stands there like this with this bird in there for about five minutes and then he bows and he leaves. Alright, so everyone ah, ah, bro, whatever, you know, they're all up. that guy who broke through eight walls and everything. So they, they get together and who guess who wins? They say the old man does. And they, everyone, boo, 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 you know, and, but you know, they come and explain and say, the old man, he was so soft that the sparrow can't take off without having something to push against. It has to, to take off. And every time he senses it, he just, he could let go. He was so not there, the sparrow looked as if it was staying still, but it just couldn't take off. That was incredible, yeah? So in a way, this is what it's like, in a sense. It's really, I need do nothing. I need do nothing. Then all that drive and time, all the... A great way of missing what is, is this movement that's constantly moving through what is, which is time. Yeah? And the long-lasting, independent, separate idea is of time. You think you were there, and you're thinking you're going to be there in the future and the past. You, in a sense, are always moving in a way not to recognize it to stillness. When the stillness can totally be recognized, and also the movement goes on, as it always has. But now the emphasis is on the stillness. So you're not like a great Zen master also said, you cannot use activity to produce stillness. That would be activity. You cannot use activity, any activity, to produce stillness. That would be activity. It's the same little Chinese thumb torture thing. Yeah. Any movement, you ain't going to get out. If you stop, And then whatever is needed, like my I, trouble with high blood pressure, I go to the doctor, they say, Paul, you should meditate. It'll be good for your blood pressure. Far out. You know what I mean? I, my, my Buddhism is laying down Buddhism. I can lay down and breathe, breathe. The blood pressure gets subdued. Okay, it's great. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not attempting to meditate on what I am. I can't. Because I'm not. <laughs> I am that which I'm attempting to meditate on. <laughs> I mean, 
I mean, it's a lovely goal and an object to go for, you, what you are, but it's much better to be in. You know? You won't get as much accolades, really accolades, and the action figure may just be as crazy as it ever has been, and because you're not working on it much. <laughs> but it'll be a sense of, of availability when all your head and your whole story about you is tons of doors closed and there's all these different passwords and locks that you have to jump through hoops that may be open and they'll close automatically again and then you got to find a new password and lock. No, there's a permission that you'll never get as a fucking action figure. You'll never be good enough. You'll never meditate enough. You'll never pranam enough. You'll never be blessed enough. You'll never be circumambulating around statues enough. You'll never be the perfect pure vegan enough. You're never going to be the celibate enough. You're never going to be toxic person enough. There's always going to be fault in something that is obviously in fault. Yes. Any doer, there's something that can be looked upon. But this is none of that. It's a relaxed, just open awareness of... It's like the most you can do is be awake just to being awake, really. We're all inherently awake, so you can seem to be awake. Yeah? And it will prove to have value here, because you'll travel lighter as the action figure. And that's all you've been trying to do as the action figure. But the best way to get a traveling lighter for the action figure is from the action figure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when you see you're not an action figure, the action figure can graze. <laughs> it can just go where it goes. I don't have to watch it. It's not burning houses down or shooting coke anymore. It just, it's like you let the door open, the dog's out there. It's fucking, I don't, I don't have a GPS on the dog. I'm making sure what it's doing. It's shitting here, pissing. It's just doing what it always does. But it's not killing anyone or biting anybody. So very little observation is necessary. So what happens? You can be freed from this fettering or from the bondage yourself and just float around in some spaciousness. Yeah? You're never going to accept you as what you're not. If you see it's not you, there'll be acceptance. Yeah? It's as simple as that. For me, this was going to be a lifelong urban renewal project. And, you know, every, every month I'd find something new to work on, you know. There'd be layers and layers. And if it wasn't, if I got to the root of my problem with my family of origin on Earth, there'd be a family of origin in Mars. I'd have to go fucking get a Martian therapist, you know, to go back to a life and life. Why do I have the inability to do that? I don't care anymore. <laughs> I have so many blind spots. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> I just don't have it in me. I have no interest in it. Making fall that much better. It's a Toyota. I like you know, it's a utilitarian. It's not supposed to lead, you know be in the lead of a parade. I just want to fucking make it to the meeting without being crippled. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. <laughs> so. And we even have music here. We don't see. We don't even have to get anyone to play music. See, we have music. Yeah, and they're meditating in there. We should be getting some kind of feeling. I mean, obviously, there isn't a separate entity meditating, is it? Wouldn't that be defeating if you thought you were meditating and others weren't? I mean, give me a break. 
So this is to me really. I haven't moved from this parking space in a couple of years now. There's no point because if you start a journey without this being clear, it's just going to reinforce the same sort of mistake. A heist that you're not aware of is being completed before the journey even starts. There'll be feeling of you being the one that's on the journey. That oneness, that one that's on the journey. That's the dilemma. It doesn't matter who it is. It's just the dilemma of there is a who. Yeah, that's the bondage of self. So it's an activity. The beautiful news is the activity cannot make anything so. It can only seem to be so to what is so. We have to believe it for it to get any traction. Yes. So the bondage of self is truly an activity. What produces the sense of being bound is us by believing the inference or the presupposing or the assumption. That's what it is. Yeah, and you maybe we're in a habit of saying yes to it, but that doesn't mean it has to stay in, in that, that habit. Yeah, if you see it, yeah, if you see the activity that's saying it represents you doesn't represent you. Then its ability to make something seem to be so doesn't have the ability to make something seem to be so. You've taken away your power from it. Yeah, with no effort or thought, you've just woken up to being awake. And then we get to the restaurant at eight thirty today. Everything's inclusive. Yeah, it doesn't mean either or. It's just inclusive. You feel time, don't you, all day? Don't you feel time when you're meditating? Can't wait for the hour to end. Can't wait for that Tibetan bell to go off. Not lately. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But time is a huge equation here. Yeah, how are we going to find timelessness through time? It's a bad mechanism. You'll just you'll just move right. You're moving right over it every second, looking for it. Yeah, time. Check out the influence of time all day. Wouldn't it be this place would be great if there was only one second every day? I would have had a great Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I can pull off one second by not answering maybe my phone. Don't look out the window. I feel pretty fucking good. But 9:02 shows up, and then 9:05 shows up. By 11 o'clock, I'm having an earth-shattering event. There's got to be some suspicion. How could fucking something that seems so right suddenly be seen so insane five minutes later? It's got to be some it solicits some suspicion of the reality of things, and then like if you do these thoughts, whatever's like, whatever's like the prime interest of discomfort. Yes, you come in here, it's all forgotten, like instantaneously. How real could something be if it could be forgotten so quickly? If it takes no time to forget, then it must have no reality at all, other than what I give it. Yeah. If it takes absolutely no time to forget something that has been remembered all day, it's been a concern, it's been a topic of attention to the mental state. By getting to something that sort of takes you out of all that, yeah, 
and immediately all those effects have no effect whatsoever. Did they ever have an effect without you? No. Follow the crew. Really, it's like uh, it's like my friend was on that show Rizzoli and something. So I watched a little of it, some TV show. Uh, Kyle's wife was on there, so he told me. So I was watching some of it. And so let's say they're searching for the serial killer, you know. And so they're checking everything, and they got all this the clues. And then they go to the apartment where they think he is. And Rizzoli and this other lady. So Rizzoli says to the lady, "Hey, that looks like your jacket on the couch." And, oh yeah, what? No, let's keep searching. Hey, isn't that the dress you had on? What? What? I'm the serial killer, exactly. <laughs> you, you are what you're looking for. <laughs> that has no time involved in it. What's looking is what you're looking for. Tell me where the time is in this statement, as Ramana Maharshi says. To know God is to be God. How much knowing do you have to know to be what you already are being? All you need to know is what you're not, and in the knowing of what you're not, you're being what you are. In the seeing of what you're not, that's what you are. You're the seeing. Yeah. To know what you are, or what he's using the terminology God, but to know God, and then let's put in height, you know, what we are, is to be what we are. Like the wave in the ocean. For the o- wave to know the ocean, yeah? If it really knew the ocean, it would see the ocean. How long would it take? What it needs to know is that it's not a wave. As soon as it gets it's not a wave, what is it? What has it always been? An ocean. Yeah? It's like this thing Ramana says. I like this the other day. Because a lot of people come up and ask me this stuff. And this answered it really good. Alright, so here is it. So here's, a, here's the old, it's an old story. A lady is wearing a necklace around her neck. It's a good place to wear a necklace, yeah around her neck, alright? She forgets it, imagines it to be lost, and impulsively looks for it here, there, and everywhere. Seeking the Buddha with the Buddha, what's looking is what you're looking for, yes? Not finding it, she asks her friends if they have found it anywhere. Until one kind friend points to her neck and tells her to feel the necklace around the neck. The seeker does so and feels happy the necklace is found. Wow, I found the necklace. Yeah? Fucking hallelujah. Let me let's, let's let me put it up on Facebook. I found the necklace. I found the necklace. The, the, the seeker does so and feels happy the seeker the necklace is found. Again, when she meets her other friends, they ask her if her lost necklace was found. She says yes to them. I found it as if it were lost and later recovered. Her happiness on rediscovering it around her neck is the same as if some lost property had been recovered. In fact, she never lost it nor recovered it. And yet, she was once miserable and now she is happy. Very, very strange. Yeah? It seems like she's happy because she found the necklace and she was miserable 
because she lost the next necklace. Now, she thinks she got to the happiness by finding the necklace. We're going to see, we've never left the happiness because we never lost the necklace. <laughs> oh, we're just trying to save more time. <laughs> so, <laughs> she never lost it. All right, I got to say this again because I run into this so many times over the years, people. Because this is what happens where if this is seemingly true to someone, then they believe they were awake, but they lost the awakeness. Usually because they did or didn't do something. <laughs> so now, because they're playing God, the necklace is still there, but they not, so they'll never put their hand there because they think they've lost it. And they're so damn sure that they're right, they'll never even feel around to see if it was there because they're so fucking sure they lost it. <laughs> because they're looking for the joy of finding again. Which would really be negated if you had never lost it nor found it. That's why a lot of people, a lot of, uh, well, so call them people, they're addicted to experience. They want to have the real belief they lost something because they want to have the joy of finding it. It's much better in a weird mental way to have lost then, and then to found and to, then to always be it. Always to be it is what the fuck? What's, I, can't, I can't make much out of that. You know what I mean? There's no noble endeavor. There's, there's no, nothing that's going to emphasize how wonderful I am because I found the necklace, especially if I found it on my own credit and my own efforts. Oh, like, I found it. <laughs> but it's all taken away if you never lost it. Or you never could lost it. So, or could lose it. So yeah. She says yes to them as if, as if it were lost and later recovered. Her happiness on rediscovering it around her neck is the same as if some lost property had been recovered. In fact, she never lost it nor recovered it. And yet she was once miserable and now she is happy. So also with the realization of the truth. The truth is always realized. The realization is now obscured when the veil is removed. How is it obscured? See, this is what interests me. When they say these things, the realization is now obscured. What's the activity of obscuring? Because that's the thing to understand or to have knowledge of, is what's the activity of obscuring? You don't need to have knowledge of something that's always realized because it's always realized. <laughs> Now, you would only have you would have a mental concept it's always realized while, and it's always always realized you're much better to see what the fuck's obscuring this from me <laughs> and it's the me <laughs> so so it's now obscured for me that's the self thing that's all it is it's the mental activity that it's, its preoccupation, its obsession is that you're a long-lasting, independent, separate thing, a body. The non-existent thing, taking, trying to get salvation for the non-existent thing. That's it. That's its business. Yeah? That's the obscuring quality. It's never obscured anything. It can only seem to obscure. See? This is dreaming. There is no reality in this place other than what's dreaming it. Yeah? 
This is dreaming. So nothing is so, it only seems to be so, that to what's dreaming. So the obscuring is a seeming obscuring. It means it appears to be true or false to you. That's all it can do. The obscuring can seem to be true to you, and therefore you'll start looking for yourself as something other than what you are, or, or as something other than what you are, or it can be seen through, and then you realize exactly what you're always realizing. <laughs> so it goes here. The realization is now obscured. When the veil is removed, and for me the veil is, is removed by losing interest in it, telling the truth. You don't, you just, you're not huffing and puffing and giving it any weight of depth or opaqueness. It's seen through because you're fucking bored with it, in a sense. Not you, the mind is. It's fucking, alright, let's turn this dream into, let's dream ourselves out of this dream. So, when the veil is removed, the person feels happy as at, redis- at rediscovering the ever-realized truth. The ever-present realization appears to be a new realization. It appears to be a new realization. It seems to be a new, new realization to that which is always realized. That's the dreaming. It, it appears to be a new realization to that which is always realized. That's the dream. So now, that which is always realized isn't believing it's a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. That would be the obscuring factor to what it is which is always realized. It's now seen through it because it's obviously easy to see through it because it's not truly even there. And in that, now, the emphasis goes more into the always realized, which allows that that obscuring agent, this little action figure in this little time-space continuum, to travel lighter, because it's not the action figure. (laughs) If if I was a Toyota, and I was in a fucking... If I lived in Marin, and I was in a Toyota, I'd always be comparing myself. I was driving with a Maserati going over the bridge today. And I'd find it quite lacking with all my comparisons with me as a Toyota with all the other vehicles, and also the garages the vehicles are parking in, <laughs> and the way they're treated when they go into other places. They always get the front seats at the concerts and everything else. But the fact is, I'm not that. So now a Toyota is fine and then putty, put, putting around. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, and you know, meditate. This doesn't. This includes meditation. It's no excluding it. It's just pointing out there should be a warning on everything. There should be a warning to point something out to that which is looking. It may be what's looking. Yeah. And if it is what's looking, it's going to really rearrange to how what's be, what's going to be looked at and looked for, and most importantly, looked from. Yeah. So you won't be looking for the seeing; you'll be realizing the seeing is what's seemingly looking. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. It seems very simple, and it's a very simple invitation, and very and it's. I mean, there's no drafting or conscription. Just pointing stuff out. Because, I, you know, I found it helpful in this experience. I'd like to be of help to others. I'd like to save you time. Yeah. Or at least allow 
when you're doing something, like the whole point of meditation is based on the realization of what you're not and what you are. When they say you do nothing, you just sit on the cushion. There's no fucking mental state that's ever going to get there through meditating. It's always fucking doing something. That's what it is. It's an action figure. It's, it's in time. It's moving from this moment to another, and its stepping stones are actions and agitation. Yeah? But realizing you're not that would allow you to sit on a cushion not looking for anything fucking to happen because you're all that is happening. But I don't see it, I don't know, I don't believe it works by doing and having. I see what I am as the expression of that, which I believe is the conscious event, seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. I've noticed over time that that doesn't demonstrate any thought or effort. I mean, I've never really worked hard at seeing, sort of seeing, it's like a given, you know what I mean, or hearing. I mean, my hearing, I may get hard of hearing, but that's because of the ears, bone, you know, not, consciousness isn't getting old. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) the wind blowing through the trumpet isn't getting old, the trumpet's getting old. It's getting, the things aren't going down and going up that much <laughs> so it sounds different but it's not the, not the wind that's blowing through it <laughs> has that demonstrated any effort or thought no I just don't see how we could expect like with clarity that we could take a path of thought and effort to get that to get to that which doesn't express any thought or effort. <laughs> it just blows my mind. It may not be fun sitting and just doing nothing. Yeah. You're 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 you're, you're not a moving target. The mental state could have a field day constantly pointing, pointing, pointing at emptiness. <laughs> and it has a lot of time all day to do it. <laughs> I'd love to take a pill and get submerged in the ever deep bliss state, but fuck, there would be a bondage going on. You know, nothing is the greatest gift because it keeps on giving, and every something doesn't see any value in nothing, so it can hide in open sight. Yeah, it's not attractive to something. I'm telling you, people who want to have experiences, they this is not the door to enter. It really isn't, because it's really not about experience. It isn't. It's about real, you know, the exact nature of the condition. Yeah, so I got time to get there. My whole intention wasn't to talk, was going to the restaurant.